Welcome everybody to the Sleepy Perform Repeat podcast. This is your host, David Clancy, and along with my co-host, Connor Gavin, we are here in SoCo Performance, Dublin, Ireland, to bring you a podcast focusing on what it means to be performing at the highest level. What, in essence, is high-performance culture? We're going to share our experience and our backgrounds into what we've acquired over the years. Connor Gavin has extensive experience of working in the AFL with the West Coast Eagles, but also having worked in a high-performance environment with the Irish rugby team. Myself, David Clancy, I'm going to bring my experience and know-how from having worked in London with Isaac Kinetic Medical Group on Hardy Street, but also having experienced high-performance culture working with the Brooklyn Nets and the San Antonio Spurs of the NBA. What we're striving to achieve here is to find out what exactly makes high-level athletes tick and what makes them to perform at the highest level and how they really can get back to play at the highest level of return to play and return to performance after injury. How do all these elements play a role in performance? That's what we're really trying to find out here. So I hope you all enjoy listening to this and can learn. I really hope it sparks an interest because what we're really trying to do here in Ireland is evolve and grow and tap into what really makes high performance culture. Hey guys, next in our series of CrossFit interviews, we're speaking to Owen McGregor. So Owen is a CrossFit athlete himself, but he's also the head coach of Perpetua Fitness here in Dublin. So they're also a big um, CrossFit gym. So we speak to Owen about the parallels between the corporate world and high-level coaching and fitness and how it influenced him in his own business and in Perpetua. So uh, Owen obviously came from a Google background, so he's uh, got a good business head on his shoulders and is uh, using that now in in getting Perpetua kind of up to the forefront of the CrossFit industry in Ireland. We speak to him about how he got involved, obviously, in CrossFit and coaching originally, uh, and then uh, speak a little bit about his recovery and unwinding techniques that he uses and also kind of his thoughts on group versus individual competition in CrossFit. He's obviously been involved in both. Um, Specifically about business and leadership and culture in terms of his role with Perpetua, we speak to him about kind of leadership and how he sees his role in managing staff and clients in Perpetua, how he juggles his priorities in the role, um, the changes that there have been to CrossFit as a sport over the past decade and how Perpetua kind of caters for this um, and how he's gone about trying to develop an elite environment and culture at CrossFit through learning from the best. He finishes up the interview then with a, a lesson for everyone on, on growing as individuals, which was a great one to hear. So again, as usual, if you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear them. So myself and David are on Instagram as Soko Performance and D Clancy Physio. Owen is also there as Owen McGregor. Um, so that's Owen with a GH. And then uh, Perpetua Fitness are also there as well. If you search them, you'll find them pretty quickly for Perpetua Fitness Dublin. So yeah, any questions, comments, give us a shout and hope you enjoy the interview. All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Sleepy Perform Repeat. Today, we're sitting down with Owen McGregor. And David, would you like to pass on then? First of all, I say, Owen, cheers. Thanks so much for coming in today. Thanks for having me. Good to see you. Lads, everyone, Owen McGregor is the director and head coach of Perpetua CrossFit in Dublin. And he's also a CrossFit athlete having performed at the highest part of CrossFit over the last couple of years. But he has a very interesting background besides CrossFit. We're hoping to really understand what high performance means from someone with his background. So myself and Connor are really looking forward to hearing Owen's insight into that all today. So Owen, how's things? What are you up to? What's life like today for you? It's good. It's a rest day. So <laughs> it's, it's better than other days. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. I've got a competition in a couple of weeks, so I'm getting ready for that. So I'm taking each day as it comes until that competition and then see how it goes. Very good. Awesome. So, 
Doing a bit of background on you before we came in. Yep. You were obviously kind of heading up for Petro, very high performing gym yep. over in Wimble Lane. Came from Google. Yeah. Any, <laughs> any kind of parallels in the corporate world to the world you're in now in terms of performance and, and structure? Um, it's, it's, it, it, was complete, it was a big change. Yeah. So yeah, so I joined Google, I think it was about eight years ago now. So I was in there as, um, first of all, I came in as a sales manager um, for about two and a half, three years, and then went into account management as well for about two and a half, three years, and then obviously made the, eventually the change to Perpetua. But I was working in Perpetua for, or for a few years while in Google, and in, in the mornings and stuff like that, um, to get ready and build up, build up the experience and stuff like that. But um, what would be similarities? You know, you're always, I suppose with Google, you're trying, you're working with very high-end clients, um, and in Perpetua we attract you know, very high-end professionals, people who earn an awful lot of money, uh, who want a good service, and you know, you're trying to provide that for them, which I think is important when they're paying an awful lot of money for the gym itself. Um, so I think the main thing, that similarity is, you're just trying to provide a really good service and professional service, which is needed in the, in the fitness industry, I think, with the way with the way things are going. Yeah. Um, and changes in the fitness industry recently, so. Um, yeah, that's definitely a similarity. And then like, obviously, I would have been in very high performing like sales role which is an awful lot of pressure and stuff like that um, and I've kind of brought that over then in terms of how to grow my business originally in the gym and um, before taking on a new role in the last couple of months but it's helped me an awful lot in terms of how I've dealt with people on the phone um, and face to face and then how that's brought over to building a, an, a, an online business and a personal business in terms of training clients and building up the gym itself so I think that's the two two main similarities I would see you know. Where did it all start? Where, when did you get involved in CrossFit originally? Yeah, so when I joined Google, I was actually sitting beside a girl called Drina who was, who was actually married to Leo Cullen, uh, the rugby player. And uh, he, I said I was looking for something. I'd been going to the gym for about uh, only about six months, classic stuff, bench, arms and stuff like that. Because uh, previous to that, there wasn't really much. People weren't into the gym when I was younger. Like, you know, that, that kind of scene hadn't came along. I had sailed for years and I'd done GA and stuff like that. But when I came into Dublin, I couldn't couldn't do it as much with the new job. Um, so I said to Dreen, I was like, do you know of anything that's going around? And she said she heard of this thing called CrossFit, right? And Leo had done it, right? Okay, so quickly I went on to YouTube to correct, check this video out. And there's these guys chugging tires, lifting weights, slamming it on the floor, kettlebells swinging in a, in a place in Black Rock, right? So I went out there. I gave the guys a call, didn't really join straight away, <laughs> price with being an issue, uh, you know, because it was kind of, a, it was kind of expensive at the start, very different than obviously Galway. Um, and then eventually I joined, went into a, went to a fundamental startup with uh, Albert Kyo, who's one coach in the gym, now owns physiotherapy as well. Um, and he um, brought us through the sessions and then that's why I got started. So that was like getting started into CrossFit itself. Um, and then when I was taking part in classes, really enjoyed it and then obviously being a competitive person which I have from my background um, I wanted to get into competitions yeah. okay started taking that a little bit serious classes were going well um, and then from there then I started taking a little bit more a little bit more serious in terms of like my training and everything like that um, and then just started entering a few competitions and then in terms of like the business side so like the you know coaching and stuff like that like my background in terms of the sports before cross it would have been sailing yeah. which I would have done a lot um, so I coached in sailing for years. So I had that kind of background in terms of coaching people one-to-one -one in groups. I was very comfortable in that atmosphere. So the guys offered me a chance to coach in Perpetua as well. Um, so that started with a whole shadowing for six to 12 months, doing courses, learning, and just watching videos and stuff like that. And then eventually came into actually coaching in Perpetua in the mornings before I went into 
work with Google, which was a bit of a grind for a few years. Yeah. Uh, but it helped, and I, I really enjoyed it. You know, it was like it wasn't like even though I was working in Google and that was a high pressure job, I still really enjoyed going in and working two or three hours in the morning yeah. coaching people because I got a lot from it and I was learning loads as well. You know, so okay, it was good, it was good fun. So Perpetua at the moment, you're leading up the, the service there. How many coaches are in there? At the uh, we have about uh, nine full-time coaches okay. uh, on, the kind of, on the kind of cross area. So we have a, we've, we've a lot of members. Like we're up over 300 members in the gym itself. Okay. Um, and we have a lot of classes that come. We've ended from 12 to 15 classes a day just in CrossFit. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of coaches. So from a, a leadership point of view, you're doing you're, you're a, a figurehead in that gym, basically, in your role. How <laughs> yeah. do you find the difference between leading the staff, leading the service, leading the clients? Um, it's an interesting one to be honest like you know the guys who are in their coaching at the moment they know their stuff right so I'm not going to be trying some controlling boss or leader in that kind of way I kind of just leave them to do what they do and I just kind of jump in then if they need any advice in terms of how to work better with the clients or how to upsell them onto stuff like that um, and just make sure everyone's getting a good experience so in terms of the coach it's coaches itself the guys that are there right now, you kind of just let them do what they're doing because yeah. they, they know their stuff, right? Okay. Um, then if there's a new person coming in, which we have at the moment, like there's two new people, that will help them with the whole thing. They'll be like shadowing my classes. I'll be discussing with them in terms of how to approach different clients because they obviously have so many different personalities in the gym. Um, tell them all about how we scale clients, the program, the physiology around Perpetua itself, which is very different than other CrossFit gyms. Um, so like for a new, in my, most of my work with the current staff would be anyone new coming in, trying to get them ready at a high standard so that when they come into the class and they're on the floor, everyone, every single one of the coach are all singing off the same, same hymn street. You know what I mean? And that, that makes a big difference um, in terms of providing a really good service for people that come in. Yeah. yeah. You are a CrossFit athlete, competitor. So what does, you probably have a coach. Yeah. What do you take from that that helps you with your day-to-day coaching of people like me? Or other clients you'll have seen in Yeah, so it's, it's a good question. Like, the reason, like, I always believe everyone should have a coach in some way. You know, you hear that for years in terms of business or whatever it is. But, like, for me, I went out there and I searched for who is the best coach for CrossFit that I can stay in with them. It's a guy called Neil Lafferty um, who heads up system training. And, you know, he gives me an awful lot of feedback and detail in terms of how my training goes. But I also ask him an awful lot of questions. So why do you program that? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? Was that a good score? Was that not? And sending him videos. And the pointers that he gives back to me over the years and stuff like that is what I can transfer to my clients. You know what I mean? And the, the feedback that he gives me so I can see exactly what I'm doing. So if I know how to do it right, then I can teach it right. And then obviously it'll pass over to the clients, which I think is very important. You know, with any coach, CrossFit is such a such a broad sport. You have to be able to do so many things. You've got to be able to walk on your hands. You've got to be able to lift heavy. You've got to be able to cycle a barbell. You've got to be really fit. And like, you know, for a CrossFit coach, you need to be, you need to be skilled in all those areas. Um, so if a client asks you, how do I do X, a muscle up or something like that, you need to be able to perform it and know how to do it various times and struggled with it previously in your life to understand how to coach it, you know, because I have videos of me training from years ago, uh, like from when I started and like there's such a difference in terms of all that and that's what I'm hopefully, because I've learned so much from where I've came to where I am now and hopefully that'll pass on to the clients, you know. What does CrossFit give you to deal with everyday stresses? Yeah, I think like... Well, I think a big thing it helps with is, for me, is like that I obviously have a particular goal in mind and it's working towards something. If I know I'm progressing in that in that particular uh, modem or whatever I'm working on, where there's conditioning, strength or anything like that, yeah. then I think it helps with constantly trying to, uh, I think it's, it's, it's working, it's constantly trying to help develop in something. So, uh, you know, it's very, it obviously is a very high end 
sport and you're working on all the things all the time. So if I'm working on stuff in the business, X, Y, Z, whether it's sales, marketing, or trying to train up new staff, I have the ability to juggle it all because that's what CrossFit is itself. You're juggling so many different things and you're working on so many different things that it allows you to get ready for it, I think. So the, if you look at kind of any area of life, but especially kind of say pro sports or even physio or anything like that, if you compare what we're doing now to 10 years ago, to techniques change, research yeah. change, beliefs change, what's, has there been any changes in CrossFit kind of philosophy for yourself or in, as a sport in general over the last few years or is it just kind of different sessions or yeah like well there, there is some changes going on at the moment in CrossFit itself right that it, that's come away from the high performing athletes which is you know the 0.01% or whatever and then the general population that do CrossFit but for me I think the biggest change I'm seeing in CrossFit is how gyms approach it okay so 10 years ago CrossFit was you walk into uh, you know any kind of old gym. It could be the rods could be destroyed. It could be no good equipment and everything like that. Everyone just throws down and gives it one hundred and ten percent. Right? Okay, and that's fine for a certain amount of people. Right? Okay, but the way it's developed in the last couple of years and the certain people that you're attracting from, like let's say offices nearby and everything like that, you need to have a premium facility, but you also got to be able to program for everyone right in because you've got so many different types of people coming in so that old school methods of people coming in giving it 110 percent smashing themselves and that's why crossfit itself got such a bad name i believe at the start with injuries and stuff like that and for now the big difference i can see in 10 years time is the way gyms are obviously approaching the programs we, we've made a big change in our program um, for clients and um, so that injuries obviously decrease and stuff like that so i think the programming is the biggest thing that I see that will change and will continue to change. Yeah. So for the benefit of the general person walking on the street that wants to come in and train CrossFit because the injury rate at the start or the attitude towards coming into a gym, I'm gonna come in, I'm gonna give it 100% or 110% and if I'm not lying on the floor and wrecked after this, I didn't do a good workout and that's just not true. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And that's just not the way it can go. But uh, that's the biggest change I kind of see in CrossFit itself. So obviously a big difference here with Perpetua is program design nice facility but you also have physios on site yeah but you personally on like what do you do for your recovery you might be smashing it every day yeah, but yeah. today's your day off yeah yeah so what do you do in your days off um well it, obviously all normally i would have some clients in the morning and stuff like that so normally you know sleep obviously is number one right so if i'm not i would never get eight eight or nine hours sleep a night it's never going to happen because i'm up most mornings around five or ten past five so for that for me it's going to be catch up and sleep during the day um, second one which we do would be obviously eating well you know yeah. eating, eating a lot of food which I would be tracking and stuff like that and um, third one then that I would do quite a lot then is some sort of swimming or sauna that's one that I really feel helps with myself and um, so going to sauna for like 10 or 15 minutes you know come out for like five minutes and do that for like two or three sets I think that really helps my body recover and relax a little bit especially on the muscles um, then the fourth thing I would probably do is um, I have electronic simulator it's called Compex. I'm not sure if yeah. you've ever heard of it. Yeah. Um, so I would use that quite a bit as well, especially just on the legs, really. And uh, I'm not 100% convinced on that kind of stuff yet, um, but maybe it's just a placebo effect. I feel as if it helps me a bit. Everyone else uses it. So, you know, um, you know why not? You know, and uh, you definitely try and do that. But I think sleeping and eating are my two biggest ones that I'll try and do because like Thursdays tend to be, let's say if it's a rest day, for me, for the gym, I tend to get an awful lot of stuff ready for the following week. So Thursday seems my day to get prepared for next week. So in terms of program, booking in clients, etc., and timetables and stuff like that. So if I can just chill and do that for a couple of hours, 
I think it's definitely going to help, you know. So he performs after he sleeps and he eats. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Good plug there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we were chatting just before we started recording about the events you've done in the past and the events you've got coming up. So you've obviously kind of competed uh, in CrossFit in a in a team kind of environment, and you're also competed and are competing on yeah. an individual, individual basis. Yeah, back. What's the biggest kind of differences that you find from a, a mindset point of view yeah. in terms of competing in a team versus competing on your own? Well, I think the biggest one is always you just don't want to let the other guys down. Yeah. You know, you're in a team and it's a, like when we went to regionals and stuff like that, uh, we cross the regionals, which is the, 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 the next step after the Open, which is like you're, you're pretty much competing with the top 20 fittest teams in Europe, okay? Um, and you've got the first time we done it, we had six people in a team, then Cross had made some changes, it was four people in a team. You know, your work, whatever work you do will affect everything else in the team itself. So whether like, let's say if there was four stations, you go first or I go second, that person on the first station has to get their work done as fast as possible before you can go to station two. You know what I mean? There's stuff like that. Um, or there was one piece of apparatus we used to use, which was called a worm, which was essentially a long single hill uh, sandbag, right? Where four people would use it at the same time. And, you know, if you're not in sync on those kind of things, then it, you know it's not going to make it. It's going to make it harder for everyone. So I think the biggest thing is for, for the difference between teamwork is you're you're working for the team. It's definitely it makes a big difference in terms of the performance then of the team itself. Okay, so tell us, you obviously did sailing. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, and now you're nearly synonymous with CrossFit. We spoke about CrossFit for 15 minutes. Yeah, here. is there anything else you do that keeps you mentally sane or that feeds into the CrossFit? Something you do oh, different? Jeez, I'm actually not thinking about that. Like, not that much to be honest. Like, do a little bit of running. I cycle once a week as well, and um, just get on the bike, just do like 30, 40 k a week. But that's all for recovery methods and stuff like that. I'm just trying to keep up the fitness, but. I think at the moment, no, to be honest, it just all evolves around either working, uh, eating, and training for CrossFit, to be honest, at the moment. Nice. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, actually, yeah. Like, the sailing was a thing I'd done for a lot. I'm from Galway originally. Yeah. Sailed for years. My dad my dad got me into sailing. Uh, done an awful lot of competitive races, mainly offshore, which would be the longer distance stuff. So, like, I'd done, I competed a sailor on Ireland twice. Um, in a race which is very popular one goes back like a, a long time we've done that with NUIG and then another team so we were actually the youngest team ever to do it still are I think like that but uh, yeah like that was that's a, a like that was very much a team orientated sport as well um, uh, and very obviously a lot different than, than what I'm doing now but it's uh, it's nice to go from challenge to challenge you know like from like whatever it is GA you know try to do well at that and then the sailing obviously try to do uh, really well at that and then next step obviously as you get older is either your career or professional or profession or something else and i think one thing i think is missing actually from an awful lot of people that just came into my head there is after they get to 22 23 or 24 and they they stop at the ga and sports like that they just seem to focus on their career yeah. which is obviously very important and thing they're going to be doing that for the rest of their lives i think some mm. people really miss out on trying to think of something else outside the box, another sport or something that can challenge them outside it um, so that they can keep evolving as a person rather than just stop it. You see so many people that come into the gym to me now, oh, and I used to play GA for whoever and they were telling me these stories that was 10 years ago, do you know what yeah. I mean? When they were like 23, 24 and now they're much bigger, overweight and unfit yeah. and they're just like saying they want to get back. But the problem was they just let go for so many years, you know? I heard Rich Froning said exactly the same thing last week. Um, just one more question for me and then we'll go over to Connor there. What I find interesting is obviously you're, you're head coach and director of Perpetua. Yeah. Okay, with the gym in itself and you're trying to develop and consolidate that business. Yeah. But you've also come up with a genesis of Mac Fitness, your own, yeah. Your yeah. own brand. So yeah, how, your own brand. How does that work when you're, I can even speak from my own experience, when you're trying to build 
a company. Yeah. And you're heading that up and there's a lot of people responsible for you, but yeah. you're also, you know, you're trying to self-perpetuate your own kind of side of yeah, things. Yeah, it is, it is hard, like, but like, I suppose it, it's done through an awful lot of referrals, like online and stuff like that. But originally when I started in Perpetua, the main goal was, yeah, you, you coached a few hours in the classes, but for you to make the rest of your money was based on yourself. Okay, right. So based on you going out, getting your clients, um, you know, upsetting them to more personal training sessions or learning more about CrossFit and then coming into the actual gym itself. Right. So there's a whole kind of business model that we worked around there. But it is it is can be tricky, like getting out of the two. And my main focus now, since we moved into the new facility there in Tumil, to Wilmer Lane um, is growing CrossFit Perpetua for the for, for the owners. Like that's my main goal, try and get them up to a certain uh, number and make sure that Perpetua is seen as the best facility mm. in Ireland and the UK um, and the best place for people to train CrossFit. Okay. Excellent. One of the things that, or one of the themes we see when we speak to a lot of people who come from successful team environments is this idea of like the, the environment or the culture in there. So. What are you guys doing about that in terms of, are you, is it something you focus on? Yeah, yeah it's, it's a good question. I mean, you know, I don't think our, our, my one is going to be a really pretty answer for this one, right? So originally, a couple of years ago, I used to train in Dublin uh, by myself, right? Yeah. So you you train the odd day in with your weekend with your mates and stuff like that. But we realized that we were kind of slipping back a little bit. There was these guys up the north of Ireland, right, who were getting really fit, right? Yeah. And they were doing really well in competitions. And we were kind of thinking, I was actually speaking to a guy. I met a guy, obviously, as everyone probably here knows, Enda McNulty. And uh, I met him for a coffee one day. And we were just talking about the whole mindset of training and everything like that. Yeah. And he goes, who is the best at CrossFit in Ireland? And who's doing it right? And who are making the strides, right? And he says, whoever it is, right, or whatever domain you're trying to get better at, gymnastics, whatever it is, you go to them. Okay, right? And that kind of just like, kind of hit a little bit of a switch in my head in terms of who is doing the best stuff, okay? So eventually we made this switch, we went up to um, Northern Ireland, um, uh, up to a place in Porterdown, and uh, we met these guys up there, and we went up for a workout and we got hockeyed. We right. went up there, we thought we were the big dogs coming up, you know? Yeah. We went up, there was this workout with a run and a couple of overhead squats and snatches, and me and my mate, uh, Robert Flanagan, we, got, we were beaten by about three or four minutes. Right. Driving back down to Dublin, heads down, couldn't believe it, do you know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, we were like, this is, this is where we need to be, right? You know, this is where we need to go. And uh, for the team environment then that we worked in over the last couple of years is, we used to work in Dublin, uh, Monday to Thursday, uh, travel to Portadown, which unfortunately, as anyone listening, is not the prettiest place in the world, <laughs> right? Um, there's not much there. There's just the gym. Pretty much that's just it. I can't describe anything else. There's nothing else there. There but this gym called CrossFit 8020. Um, and we used to go there Friday, Saturday, Sundays, and all we did was train. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we were in the environment. The reason that was so successful was because there was about six to eight people who all had the same goal. We're locking ourselves away for the weekend and everyone's training as hard as they can to reach the regionals or whatever, or the individuals which people were going for. And that made such a difference in our training because like it's, it's all about obviously who you surround yourself with. And if you've got a nice little tight-knit group with the same coach and you're all working on the same thing, you're onto a winning formally. And that's what made that group that we had for so long so powerful. Like, you know, the, the results in competitions over the last couple of years for that team and individuals in that team and in competitions around Ireland and stuff like that were all wins. And the reason for that was the environment and how we locked ourselves away. It was nothing pretty, to be honest, but yeah. it was, uh, we'd done it for three years, which was a long time. You know, it's a, every weekend for Friday, Saturday, Sunday for six to eight months of the year. It's a, it's a grind, you know? Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. So 
Perpetual CrossFit business primarily, yeah. but still a business. So yeah, yeah. you're obviously, like you said, that you see programming and things like that, quality and programming evolving. But in the coming years, like, are there strategies in place to combat the likes of your fly fits or your lower, lower yeah, cost gyms? I think, gyms I think, you, I think a comparison can't be made to fly fit because yeah. in my mind, they're nothing like us. They provide nothing for their, in terms of services and facilities and programming. So we would never be like fly fit in those kind of places are a low cost facility. You know, get them in, stack them high, and people just go in and do their own training. What we're trying to do in CrossFit is provide a stimulus or a program for people to reach their goals, right? You know, like 95% of the people that would walk in and that I'd meet today or tomorrow or next week or in the next couple of months will say to me, I've tried XYZ and it didn't work for me, yeah. right? Okay, so whatever it is. So I think for us, it's the service we provide and the results we're going to get for clients that allows them to either reach their goal in terms of whatever it's weight loss or getting fitter or getting stronger um, uh, but also over time like I say to everyone that comes into the gym if they say to me oh I want to lose weight say well perpetual is not a short-term option okay as long as you're living in Dublin or working in Dublin you're a member in our gym and we're going to provide a program for you to keep fit and healthy all the time okay which I think is very different service and model that other low-cost gyms provide you know and we're off, we're at the high end like perpetuous high end we're provide, like our coaches are highly qualified our facility is unreal our programming is unreal and um, the community is fantastic the support you get from everyone is is thing there's no mirrors in our gym there's nothing like that you walk in you say hi to the person in the cafe you say hi to the person in the reception there's a friendly atmosphere you walk in the coach is having a little bit of fun with everyone it's not that serious but obviously we're trying to get people uh, get them fitter and healthier but there's a whole atmosphere and service for everyone that they can enjoy uh, they don't feel intimidated you know what i mean and they're going to get results but you got to remember with crossfit and what we're trying to do in perpetua it's nothing short term yeah it's a lifestyle change you're trying to maintain for the rest of your life so when you become 40 50 60 or 70 whatever you can still do a pull-up or you can still squat properly and you can still be fit and healthy because everyone as we all know has a few drinks of the weekend parties a little bit goes out for dinner and stuff like that they're the general population and that's what Cross Perpetua is trying to work towards, making the general population fitter and healthier. So he's nearly answered our question yeah. about the ethos and culture that you're trying to generate in Perpetua. Yeah. So how would you define high performance? In Perpetua or for me yourself? You personally. I think it's high performance for myself would be, I think, performing at your, like, I think it's performing at your peak. For me, like it's like how good could you? You're never going to know, obviously, until you push yourself. But how 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 high you can go in terms of your performance in competition? Mm. For me, uh, and if you can do that in a in a high highly competitive environment, I think that's going to be high performance for me. Um, because I think there's a big difference between high performance in training environment or in a normal gym. But I think if you can do it in competition, I think that would be it for me. Yeah. Okay. Let's go back to the, the situation there where you said you were driving back down from Portadown and you oh, lost yeah. by a couple of minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. We'll use that it's not a good story, but I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we use that as a base, but that's obviously something that went, you probably picture it going very differently in your mind uh, in terms of when yeah. you go up here and compete and at least hang with these guys a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, so if it didn't go to plan, how do you reset yourself or going forwards if you're competing in a couple of weeks in Waterford, if, if obviously touch wood, nothing? everything goes according to plan but if it doesn't what do you do what's your tactics yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, 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 it's an interesting one especially that's the thing about cross as I mentioned earlier anything can come up right yeah. you know what I mean and any event can come up in a competition or anything could have came up on that day we went up to Portadown if that was a max lift 
and I, let's say, like, primarily I would be known for a bit of strength, yeah. and I bet the guys out the gate by 10 or 20 kilos, probably would have drove down the road and thinking, I'm still the big dog here, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm not, right? Do you know what I mean? Because we didn't do it. So it depended on the test. So it obviously is very dictated um, around the test. But it, like, let's say if the competition in a couple of weeks doesn't go to plan, I think you can zone in on that that much. And I think any individual can zone in on a particular competition or a particular event that dictate what happens over the next couple of months because anything can come up, anything can happen, any test can happen. So I think for me, you got to look at the overall thing. Have I been training properly for the last couple of months? You know, am I putting in the same effort as what I think requires to reach the top? And if that's a yes, then you got to take the, the result from that and then you kind of could be a little bit disappointed. But if I was honest with myself, am I, am I, you know, am I following my diet perfect? Am I training hard every day? Am I skipping sessions? Am I recovering right? Do you know what I mean? And if the answer is to is no to that, then that will dictate your results in, in the following competitions. And that's how you, I think you, you, you gauge the results. Okay, perfect. Your big three in life at the moment. So oh. what, are, what are they? Whether that's personal, professional, your goals, any, any kind of big three elements that you're focusing on at the moment? Um, just trying to think now, I kind of got me off how I thought about this earlier on. Well, yeah, the. Um, such a hard one. Like, obviously, yeah. everyone's going to say, like, hard work, but for me, it does dictate what's going to get your results. I was kind of mentioned there. I think if you're putting in the work, you're 100% going to get the results. You're going to be some guy that's more talented than you if you work hard, right? That's, that could be one. Second one, I think, for me at the moment is like visualization, I think, is a huge one for me at the moment. I think it's such a powerful method in terms of competing at the high level. I've read so much about it, listened yes. to so many people. I listen to the same people all the time that do it. Um, and I think that's a very powerful one for me as well that people should try. Um, and then it's going to be the recovery. Like, it's got to be recovery. Yeah. You know, like, it's the same thing. Like, I could, if, if, if you're training seven days a week, you're never going to recover. You're never going to reach the top. So I think for that one for me would be if you work hard think about it right in your head yeah when you recover you're going to perform at the high end simple so perfect you're dave de castro today yeah okay, so you can go to the crossfit games <laughs> i wish <laughs> uh, create your your program you're going to create a wad okay the mac wad for okay. the three three boys here <laughs> okay what's your wad ah i don't know like, geez, it's a hard it's a hard one isn't it really just one workout you're a programmer, so you can give you can give us the scale down, or you can give us the high end version that would be challenging for you. They've so they've done so many good tests, and like you know, again, like if people aren't that familiar, let's say listening, what CrossFit is itself, it can it can involve four different pretty much primary domains. So you've got your you got your strength, you've got your conditioning, you've got your Olympic lifting, and your gymnastics, right? So ideally, if I'm trying to try, test all four models here, we're going to add all four of them in, right? So let's say. Your conditioning, you know, you could add a simple one for a 400 meter run, then you could come in and you could do, you know, let's say some sort of strength work, let's say 21 kettlebell swings, this is a very popular workout, 400 meter run, 21 kettlebell swings, and let's say 12 pull-ups, which would be a body weight or gymnastics movement for three rounds, right? Okay, and then that's your time. Start to sweat here now, listen to think about it. But like, you know, there's, there's, there's many famous workouts that go out and test things for people, but I think if you want to get a true test for CrossFit, I think you should be adding at least three to four domains um, out of those four modules, uh, four parts, to try and get, to try and see who is the fittest. Because at the end of the day, like you know, CrossFit have them put themselves out there. They believe that whoever is at the top is the fittest, right? And you have to buy, like I buy into it in terms of the tests that they do against the people in the Olympics who do the decathlon thing or whatever it is. You know those ten things, but they don't, they don't test strength. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think strength is a very big 
uh, part of to see if you're fit, fit and healthy. So um, yeah, but that would be a good one. Like that's a very Kelly's very famous workout. It's called yeah. Kelly uh, four hundred meter run, twenty one swings, twelve pull ups. Give it a go and see what happens. <laughs> see who takes the yeah. win. But like you know, you can you can go against someone. Let's say everyone here, right? You're you're very good at running. He's really good at kettlebell swings. You're really good at the pull ups, right? So there's an option for everyone to get in there, and that's what makes CrossFit so interesting. There, like when I go to this competition next week, everyone's the same. You know, yeah, different. Like it doesn't matter if you're big, tall, heavier, lighter. Uh, it doesn't matter. There's ten events. The cream always rises to the crop after ten. Big equalizer. Yeah. yeah. So the last one then for me is actually kind of a similar vein to that. But okay. uh, I asked the uh, the two other crossfit boys we had yeah. on. What's the one session that sticks out in your mind in your memory as Jesus? I do not want to have to do that session again. I would hate to do that session again. Uh, done this workout right a couple of years ago. It came up in the open. Uh, actually, we trained really hard. And I said we're up in Porter Town, and we trained really hard. It was this open workout. I was to myself and in my mind in terms of what my coach was saying. I was at my best in terms of what I felt in terms of fitness and strength. Right, and I thought it was ready to rock. First workout came up for the CrossFit Open, which is a five week, a five uh, part thing. We do one workout every week over five weeks, and. Um, and the first one came out, it was a dumbbell snatch, which with dumbbell touch the floor, come out overhead and burpee box jumps. And halfway through it, my back was gone. Like I'm talking now blown up. Like I couldn't even barely jump on the box, right? Um, and uh, I remember thinking halfway through it, like obviously I was thinking about, I really want to perform high in the leaderboard over the next five weeks. Now I can't even get through this workout, I'm halfway, it's only week one out of week five of after ruining this whole thing. And I'm thinking about that through my head as I'm doing the workout and as there's four other people around me who are doing the workout with the same thing and they're beating me and I'm like oh my god this is the worst thing ever and I got into my head too much and that nearly made my back even feel worse yeah. you know what I mean and I remember finishing that workout and I said oh, yeah, I am never doing that workout again you know what I mean ever yeah. and I was like really pissed off and like I went, I went home and you only have two days uh, uh, to recover and then you try it again by Monday you have to do it Friday and then probably Monday I've done it again on Monday yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, that was one workout I was like, I never ever want to do that again. It was like a fifty it was a descent, so it was like fifty dumbbells sorry, it was ten uh, sorry, fifty dumbbell snatches, then it was like ten burpee box jumps, then forty, ten, thirty, ten, twenty, ten. Went all the way through. But for in terms of like as you guys would know, in terms of flexion on your back, yeah, what was happening, it was a lot. Like the reps were huge and everyone came back with the same feedback in terms of people all over the world saying that their backs were blown up. <laughs> yeah, so kinda. I hope I never have to do that one again. <laughs> Perfect. Prior to me wrapping up, I have one more question as yes, well. Because you have an interesting background. Google, sailing, team, um, building your own business, yeah. and then a competitive athlete. If you were to give the three of us a lesson that we could take from this interview today to help us grow and evolve as people going out of this room, what lesson would you give us? I don't know. I think you need to be... like A couple of mistakes I would have made. In, like I had another business that I had as well, which was a holiday business for fitness. And Things I kind of learned from that, especially in Google, how I approach things. I think if you're not looking to learn off the best people and constantly looking to evolve in that area, then you're just going to be so quickly taken over. So like, let's say if you guys are in the recovery and obviously helping people get, you know, back to full health and stuff like that. I think if you're not on top of what the best people are doing in America or wherever it is, where like, that's probably where the best people are. You know what I mean? If you're not doing that then I think you're just going to be eventually overtaken and people are just going to consider you, uh, consider you as a normal physio that everyone gets off the street. And I think when you, and then if you can develop yourself a brand on the area of being at the high edge, uh, sorry, high end of physios and helping people recover to their best ability, then I think you're going to have such a powerful business because as the way I see fitness going now, 
how much people are spending on it, how little people are drinking now these days and stuff, partying's kind of coming down, everyone's joining the gym and stuff like that, so obviously injuries are obviously, there's always going to be people having nigglies, and if you can help people recover at that end, I think it's just going to be such a big element. That's why we done it actually a little bit in Perpetua, actually a little just very quickly before we finish up. Perpetua was originally called CrossFit Dublin, but then we added the brand name Perpetua Dublin, sorry, CrossFit Perpetua Dublin, and that was to differentiate ourselves from CrossFit gyms, right? So if anything happened to the CrossFit brand, we wanted to have a very strong brand that people could recognize instead of just CrossFit Dublin. So let's say if CrossFit went tomorrow morning, all we would be is Dublin, right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is literally nothing. Do you know what I mean? But I think, yeah, going back to your point, I think that if you're not, I think, constantly trying to evolve, I made mistakes like that before in business uh, and my career and stuff like that, that if you're not trying to try and evolve and stay on top of things, you ain't going to reach your goals in trouble. Jay Cutcherson, who was on this a couple of weeks ago from Jim Jones, said, adapt and overcome. Yeah. That's definitely what you're doing. You're, oh my God, you're someone that starts with why, and you've kind of given us that today. We now understand what we need to do to get to that bit of performance and excellence that we're striving for. You're, we have to commend you. You're highly competitive, successful as a team player, but also as an individual. I'm a test, I can testify to that having worked with you. Um, you're an avid learner. You give it to your students because you've learned from coaches and drawn from them. So... From the two of us here in Soka Performance, I'd like to say thanks very much for coming in today. We've learned thanks a lot from you. Appreciate it. Cheers. Thanks all.